Hey, welcome to Shine. It's Monica Ramey. I am so excited tonight. I know we're going to have a ton of people coming on here for the special guest that I have coming in. We have Apostle Chasden Strickland and his wife, Emily, and it's Prophetess Emily Strickland. And these guys are um, the dynamic duo. <laughs> I'm excited to bring them in. I'm honored to have them both here. So I'm not going to waste any time because I want to take the full amount of time to bring them in. So welcome, family. I'm honored to have you both on here. Thank you for coming. Thank we you so much for having honored us. honored to be with you, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. So I'm excited to just kind of dive on in here. Um, we've got lots of stuff coming up. I want to talk about your books. I want to talk about um, the upcoming School of Deliverance. And I really kind of feel like that's going to be a topic that we're going to be hitting on tonight because that's also, um, we have the same DNA. That's my heart as well. Um, and that's my vein. So I'm thrilled to be um, talking about this with you guys tonight. So um, let's just talk. You you just, you have the most recent book. Is that right, Apostle Chasden? Well, actually, so my wife's book, Cultivating the Glory, is actually the most recent. The most recent. Um, and, uh, my, my book, yeah, I have actually have another book that's coming out. Right. Um, it'll be released in the spring next year, um, and it's called Supernatural Upgrade, Keys to Walking in the Glory Realm. So that will be out soon. Fantastic. That sounds awesome. So, yeah, I've got a little picture here. Let me pull this up. So let's talk about yours first. What about Cultivating the Glory? Tell us about this. Oh, that's my baby. Um, so that <laughs> that book is near and dear to my heart because it's really about knowing God in a deeper way. So a lot of people we talk about like, oh, the, I want the glory. I want the glory of God. I want to know him. But we kind of just do it for show. Well, in that book, it really teaches you how to cultivate a personal relationship with God, which is where the glory really begins, is having that deep, intimate relationship with Jesus. So true. So true. All right. This is awesome. I'm I'm excited for you guys. I'm excited to talk about all of this stuff. So let me um, let me just pull this other one up and let me hear about this. Let's hear about racism, the church and the nation. And, and so that book, uh, it actually it started with a podcast um, that we actually did with uh, Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson spearheaded it um, and he did a podcast with me, Waylon Henderson and um, John Vale. And um, it went viral um, and Destiny decided to do um, a book um, concerning our subject. And we were talking about all the things that were going on. And really our goal was to release the mind of God um, and to provide wisdom in the current culture that we're seeing um, where there's attempting to be a rise of racial tension. And so the book deals with as leaders, it's equipping us. What should we be doing right now as a church um, dealing with the current climate in the nation? Mm -hmm. Amen. That's, that's going to be an awesome book as well. You know, um, you guys can get these on Amazon, both books on Amazon. So I encourage everybody to get these. We'll, we'll bring up the information again at the end. Um, so let me also, you guys, tell us about your church. Tell us about what God is doing in your region. Do you want to go first, baby? No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, there's so much that God is really doing. Um, I believe that right now deliverance is on the mind of God um, and there's a lot that is going on. And, but I believe that God is purifying, refining yes. his body 
so that we can walk in the dimensions of the glory of God that he is releasing. And that's one of the reasons why we're seeing such a wave and such an increase of deliverance that's being stirred across the body of Christ. Um, we're seeing it in different um, areas, but in our region, um, that is what we are seeing. Um, we are a ministry that primarily is known for the miracle signs and wonders. Um, but this year, we suddenly had a shift in the anointing where God began to make us emphasize the ministry of deliverance. Um, and we began to see uh, deliverance that I would really describe it as only being biblical deliverance. This is the best way I can describe yeah. it. Things that you would only see in the Bible um, and the types, type of deliverance that people are leaving and going, I need to get serious about my walk with God because what I just saw is telling me a lot about some of the things that maybe I've been dealing with. And so we've been seeing just tremendous deliverance, um, still seeing miracles, still seeing the signs and the wonders, but people are coming from different places in the nation um, to, to come and receive deliverance. It's been absolutely amazing what God has been doing, seeing the merging of uh, deliverance and the ministry of revival. Uh, many people separate deliverance and revival as if these things are separate. But Jesus, when he was operating in deliverance, when he was casting out devils, it did not weaken revival. Right. In fact, it, it only empowered it because even as he sent the disciples out two by two, or when he sent out the 70, I remember in scripture, it says, lo, I saw Satan fall down like lightning. And so even as they went to preach the gospel, deliverance is bigger than just casting demons out of people. What's happening as we're doing deliverance, as we're engaging in spiritual warfare, we are actually breaking the demonic powers um, that are actually holding regions, cities, and even nations under the grip of the enemy. And, when, and once the powers are broken and scattered, we find that it's easier to reach the people after that. This is why God is sending um, deliverers and raising up and stirring up those that carry mantles for deliverance because God wants to break regions, cities, and nations free. But in particular in America, right now we're in dark times. We're seeing a lot that is going on. They're talking about another wave of uh, COVID-19. Yeah. They're talking about more things that are taking place, more things in our government that can be seen, that are visible, that there's a lot going on, but these are times of revival. Yeah. We're saying in Ezra chapter five, verse nine, it talks about give us a little revival in our bondage. And there's always a connection between the bondage that we find ourselves in, bringing the church to its knees. It's not God bringing the bondage, but God will use what's taking place to begin to stir up a passion for revival. And so I believe in my heart, I'm burning on the inside and I feel personally that it's time for revival. It's revival time in America. It's time right for awakening. Now. It is. Come on. What, go for it. What do you say, Miss Emily? My God. You know, I'm excited really right now with like where the body of Christ is heading. And it's like, I see this like, refreshing just happening and like people you know i hear a lot of people say like well deliverance was back then or back when it's not necessary now we just focus on jesus and i tell people all the jesus. time we are focusing on jesus we're doing the very works jesus did and what he asked us to do so deliverance right now like my husband said it's been a thing you see it just a uprising of it because i think like the people are coming in and the harvest is ripe right so we're getting the people there they need delivered People in the church need delivered yes. and seeing them be set free is the most beautiful thing in the world. Come on. 
I'm excited about where the body of Christ is at. It's so true. Y'all, um, you know, I've been doing deliverance and I was doing it before it started becoming a thing. And, and now, you know, back, back, this was, um, not the most popular thing I used to say. I heard someone say it's like the stepchild of the church, yeah. you know, taken in the back room and, um, you know, you dealt with it. Like it was just not a, not a good thing. Um, but when I first got saved, <clears throat> excuse me, when I first got saved, the Lord said, I'm bringing the deliverance. I'm raising the deliverance ministry back to the church. Yes. And I, you know, he said, I'm going to use you in the healing and deliverance ministry. And I really didn't know and didn't want to know about deliverance because it had to do with demons. <laughs> and I really was afraid of them, to be honest. And for one thing, because I think I was demonized, right? I needed to be <laughs> free. I had fear. I had all of these things. Um, but, you know, you know how the Lord is. I love it that he says he's the author and the finisher yes. of our faith. And, you know, and he's yeah. the one. I'm already feeling the fire of God. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's like this. There's two things happening right now. Okay. We've been in this cleanup phase. Mm -hmm. And it's the author and the finisher. You know, when, when a house is being finished, they send in the finishers, right? That's the it. finishers come and they do the perfecting and mm -hmm. the cleaning and the detailing of things because the bride, Isaiah 60, has been rising up. Arise, yeah. shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord will be, you know, this is where we are right now. So God gave me this dream year and a half, two years ago. And he spoke audibly to me in the end of the dream. Um, and he said, the almond tree is blooming. That was the, what the words I heard at the end of the dream. It wasn't, um, you know, it's the almond tree is blooming. That means he is performing his word. He yeah. is. We're not waiting for it. He is performing it. And there's a river that we can step into. There's a river we can step into. The glory is here, but here's what's been happening. We can hinder that personally so that, the, you know, the Bible says to lay aside the sin or the weight that so easily ensnares you. So, so he's been, we've all been hearing these words of justice and, and to um, exposure mm -hmm. and all these things are coming because God is cleaning up his church and he's a just God yeah. and he's cleaning us up so that we'll have the capacity within us to clean others up, right? That's you right. can't That's get out what you don't have. So it's time, it is time for us to step in. It's time to step in. So there's two mm -hmm. types of finishing happening right now that, you know, we are anointed to finish a race. We're anointed mm -hmm. to finish that race. And as we're finishing, as we're going through and overcoming, we're being finished. The finisher right. is at work in us. And so I'm, I've been doing deliverance um, online for a year and a half now, almost, yeah, I guess it's a year and a half. And I'm going to tell you, it has absolutely exploded. And I think I mentioned this to you guys before. I've never seen anything like it. Leaders getting delivered. I'm talking yeah. not just some little <laughs> stuff. I'm talking, you all see it, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking ancestral spirits, yeah. crazy yeah. stuff that was like, you yeah. would see rarely back in the day. It's on right now. It's on. Yeah. What do you say? I, I agree. Um, we're, we're starting to see where the Lord is beginning to set us free of many different things. And just like anything else, many times before a move of God is birthed, 
God will begin to release revelation into the earth to prepare that generation for what's coming and for whatever it is that the spirit wants us to move in and operate in, whatever he's recovering in the body of Christ. And so here's the thing. I, I believe that just like with Azusa, one of the first things that happened was God had to through Charles Parham, he had to begin to release the understanding that was birthed at that school in Topeka, Kansas. And it was that there was a baptism of the spirit and the evidence of that would be speaking in tongues. And, God, and when they began to study that after their time of studying it, it, that revelation is what began to fuel the move of God. Yes. And when Seymour sat under that teaching and he was carrying that revelation um, on the inside of him, when he made it to California, it was that revelation that kind of launched uh, the body of Christ into that move of God. And so God is starting to release revelation about different aspects of the deliverance ministry. I believe that in the 80s, there was a strong foundation that was laid. But if you look in places like Africa, places like Nigeria, they are so far ahead. They are forerunners in the deliverance ministry. And what God is beginning to do is some of the deliverance, some of the dimensions of it that are that take place in Africa. We're about to start to see that right here in America, because what many people have begun to do is they say, well, deliverance, uh, you know, those those spirits in Africa, you know, they're so strong. No, the demons are strong in America as well. But the difference is that because we do not confront them, we, we don't or we do not understand that they're there, they are able to hide. It was like when Jesus began to minister in the synagogue, when that man heard him and the demon in him began to manifest, that man was there all the time. He showed up there weekly. He was a weekly attendant, but it was something about the anointing that was on Jesus. And as God is increasing the anointing on America Come for on. the ministry of deliverance and spiritual warfare, we are going to begin to deal with ancestral spirits, yes. things that have been present, that have been uh, hiding in our culture. We're about to deal with it. And I believe that we're going to see a lot of freedom. Come on. Amen. I'm going to tell you. I'm just, woo, I can just run with this. <laughs> I want to tell you this vision. Um, it was a dream vision. You know, I'm like, could be, a, could have been a vision inside of a dream. It was, it was on that night. But I want to tell you what the beginning of it was. Um, a dam that was was dried up with filled. It was filled with debris. And wow. a man came on the scene with a chainsaw and started cutting away all of the old dead pieces. He knew exactly where to cut. So then he would push it out of the way and he got to the very last segment of the brush, pushed it out of the way. And this tremendous river just started flowing. And it was like all of a sudden, multiple streams, multiple streams started flowing together. And it was so real in the dream, but it was something that would be impossible in the mm -hmm. natural, but it was in the spirit, right? So this, yeah. all these different streams were flowing together supernaturally when all the dead things got pushed away yeah. because the Lord was doing the work. So the mm -hmm. Lord was doing the work. And then this was really funny because, you know, God's got a sense of humor. All of a sudden, <laughs> the little dirt devil red vacuum went shh and then, and then went away. And I was asking the Lord later, like what that meant. But what he was saying was a little red dirt devil. Right. And it, it got sucked down the stream and went away. And he was saying that, that the devil's not strong enough to hinder a move of God. Mm. The devil's not power enough, powerful enough, but mm. we are to hinder it. 
So yeah. God was saying the things that are inside us, the things that we need to let could be a relationship, whatever it can be, whatever it is that you're mm -hmm. holding on to in this season that God is asking for or putting his finger on it as someone else said, he wants it, right? Because right. listen, there's a move. There's a beautiful move of God. Ah, you know, when you said ancestral spirits, and we were talking about that earlier. It's like the things that I've seen, I'm just, listen, I moved to Florida and, you know, I'm in the deliverance ministry, right? But when I moved to Florida and Apostle Ken said that the demons in Florida have teeth. <laughs> it's true. I moved to Florida and I mean, I, I, it was like the warfare of my life. I uh, have never gone through. And I mean, I've had a child kidnapped and taken to another country. I've been through some stuff. You know, I've read a book about all this. But wow, one, you know, one full week here, I went through the worst warfare I ever have been through. And it was just mental. And then all hell started breaking out around me. And it, listen, I, I went to some global people that I know. And I was like, I need you to pray, right, pray with me. Mm. There's It's on right now in my life. And um, this wonderful apostle got back with me. She said, um, you, you're dealing with a territorial spirit in Florida. That's what you're dealing with, a territorial yeah. spirit in your region um, yeah. for what you're doing in the region. And I was just blown away, you know. And I, I just heard Apostle Ken talking about this, you guys, um, this morning, I believe it was on something. He was talking about the difference between territorial spirits, right? There's, there's levels and layers of this stuff. Let me just take us this way for a second. Um, yeah. So, you know, God has also, I, I'm really into, um, God uses me a lot in inner healing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm all about the miracle ministry of deliverance, right? Boom. The power seeing people right now, boom, 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 all that stuff. But yeah. there's also a tremendous need for inner healing where people come in and let go and deal with the things that are inside of their souls. I'm seeing so much healing. Sometimes the deliverance happens just when they start forgiving. You don't yeah. even have to, to do anything. They just start getting set free. Blah, stuff starts coming out. Have you guys been seeing that too? We have. Absolutely. We have. Absolutely. We have um, a little team that really, really flows very well in inner healing. And um, that's a lot of steps. We'll take them through forgiveness, renunciation, yeah. repentance, you know, and then like you said, when they start forgiving, it's like you just see layers of years and years of years of stuff just come out of them just from forgiveness alone. It's yeah. very powerful. Yeah. So, so we need the body of Christ. We need all of these gifts, plural gifts of healing. It's, you know, it's not just in a box. We're, we're unique. The, the bride is unique and he's created us to be able to fulfill and to fit in all these different areas to meet the needs of all these different kinds of people. That's right. So I just want to encourage people to step out. If you need to be free, really step out. This is the time to do it. It's time, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us, you guys have a school coming up for deliverance, right? Yeah. So, so we do have a school of deliverance. So for the last um, seven months, we've been doing um, these meetings that we call out by fire. Um, and these meetings are specifically us coming together to do mass deliverance. And what we'll do is we will teach, um, we'll begin to release insight pertaining to the ministry of deliverance, um, which I believe is a ministry that is highly neglected yeah. um, in the body of Christ. It's not really liked. Um, and even when you begin to look at the ministry of Jesus, if you notice most of the accusations surrounding Jesus 
Um, there were many things, but one of the primary reasons that Jesus was attacked was because of the deliverance ministry. When we see closely, uh, they said he cast out demons uh, by the power of Beelzebub. Um, even when the fame of Jesus spread, um, it initially began through the ministry of deliverance. Um, and when we start to really look, I believe that if Jesus would have just prophesied, um, if Jesus would have just done healing, if Jesus would have just, um, you know, preached, um, he would not have experienced the same level of persecution that he began to experience. Um, people beginning to rise up against him as quickly as they did. Obviously, we know they would have, but there's something about deliverance ministry that um, frustrates. And so um, because of that, we feel that we are we refuse to be like many leaders right. who know that the body of Christ needs deliverance, Come on. Um, who know that deliverance is necessary, but refuse to do it uh, because they are more worried about their reputation. Right. Um, and so because of that, not only did we want to do deliverance, but we want to equip the body Come um, on. to an army of deliverers uh, be raised up. Um, and that's one of the that's reasons right. why we decided to go forward with the school. Um, and we're going to talk about foundational things, but we're also going to talk about more controversial subjects. Um, and one of them, which I believe has affected masses of people, even right here in America, is the reality of marine spirits. Come on, um, that's let's something go there. That's really not talked about a lot. Um, and, you know, I wrote a post the other day and in the post, um, people were uh, attacking the post, actually. Um, and I was talking about water spirits, which is another word for marine spirits. Yeah. And they're like, where's that at in the Bible? And, um, you know, just to give a few examples of how serious we are talking about here, you're talking about Leviathan, mm -hmm. um, which is listed, we know, based on the nature of an alligator or a crocodile. We know that they dwell within water. Um, we also have Python, which is actually a water spirit. Um, another spirit that actually is dealing with the waters is listed in as a dragon that's located in Ezekiel 29, and it talks about it dwelling in our rivers. So once again, we see water spirits in Ezekiel. And then even the beast with the 10 horns in Revelation 13, is so the Antichrist spirit is mentioned in the context of rising up out of the water. It says rising up out of the sea. And so one of the things about the school is it begins to give education um, about certain facets not of the enemy's kingdom to bring glory to it, but I do not believe that you can be successful against an enemy that you do not study. Imagine a, a nation preparing to go to war. Come on. You think about the nation that they're going to battle um, and the idea that, well, if we just ignore the devil, he'll go away. I think that is clear to see with the uh, LGBT agenda. I think mm -hmm. it's clear to see with the corruption in our government. I think it's clear to see the attack against our school system. Um, and the different things that are taking place right now as we speak, the moral collapse of society, the falling asleep of the church, um, maybe the lukewarmness in the body of Christ, the fact that the glory of God, yes, it's rising, it's increasing, but let's ask ourselves this question. Can we walk in any church and the fire of God be there? Can we walk in any church and the glory of God be present? And we can't. And so what this means is many people in the body of Christ are sleeping. And so here it is. Um, we, we have to ask this question. Is there a need for deliverance? And are there things that we do not know? And is the enemy behind a lot of the things that are causing the sleeping of the church? Come on. I believe that is absolutely true uh, because there's counseling, 
there's podcasts, there's YouTube, there's many different means of teaching. There's not a shortage of teaching. That's right. And it's not a shortage of every week people go to church, but they cannot figure out why they're bound. Um, and this is why that deliverance school is going to be so powerful because it's going to give the insight that many people have been asking the question, why can I not get free from this? There are leaders that if the truth be told, they're they're bound and they know they're bound, they're bound Come on. Seven, and they cannot figure out why they're struggling with the things that they're struggling with. They've done everything in their power to get free, but demons do not leave by choice. And so this is what's going to be so powerful about the school. And so many people that come to the school, not only are they going to be educated, they're going to receive deliverance. And not only are they going to receive deliverance, they're going to be empowered to do deliverance um, and, to, and to move in the ministry of deliverance within their realm of influence. That's so good. That's exciting. So that's August uh, the 13th. Yes, August 13th. And what time is that? At 7.30. Give us an address on that. And it's 6960 Bonneville Road. Um, if, if any of our admins can write that in the comments as well. Yes. Um, it's going to be so powerful. Uh, you can register at a, on Eventbrite. Um, and it's, it's just going to be so good. We're going to cover a lot of things that are not really talked about. We're going to talk about the dream, the, the world of dreams. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of spiritual warfare actually begins in dreams. And people are having dreams of being bitten by animals. Um, they're having shot. dreams of getting food. shot, mm -hmm. dreams of food. That's right. Eating food and dreams. Mm -hmm. These are covenants that are being established. That's right. Um, we're talking about eating food and dreams. And, um, and the enemy will masquerade these, these foods um, and make them things that you like. But many people are doing spiritual warfare and then they don't know why they're not seeing results in their spiritual warfare. It's because there are secret covenants that have been established in, in your dreams, mm -hmm. um, bitten by animals, um, sex in dreams. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if there's anything else. That no, you I was just saying the same things. <laughs> yeah, there's all, there's, there's all kinds of stuff there. Yeah. There, wow. Yeah. It just goes on. So know, um, yeah. I'll tell you something. This is I love having these bold conversations like this because you know the truth is you don't have to have these kind of conversations um in other countries this is normal stuff for them in the body of christ but for us i'm going to tell you what i do and i think i do it really well one-on-one -on -one with people because someone will recommend someone to come to me for inner healing or something and you know i'm i know i'm going to be doing deliverance right and so you know but there's something i call deliverance evangelism where it's like you really have to start explaining what it is in a way that's palatable to people here in this culture for whatever reason. Just like you said, there's counseling, there's all these different things. And another thing is once, you know, I was doing deliverance ministry at one level for a long time. And I, I had one woman that I had multiple um, sessions with. And I was like, Lord, what is going on? Why is this happening? She's not getting delivered. Mm. And he flat out said to me on your neck, the next time you meet, I want you to be more aggressive. And I saw what he, what he showed me. And I'll tell you what, I just looked at her and I told her just a little part of me that just didn't want to cut loose, <laughs> you know, like you would if you were confronted, you know, and that, so it was like one-on-one, -on -one, you're a little more gentle. And I said, listen, I just want to let you know that I, I feel like I'm supposed to get a little more aggressive. Mm. And when I said that, she was like, okay. And I just started going after it. And it's, <laughs> and confronting it and it was like bleh, bleh. i mean all of a sudden freedom so mm. it's like i just don't even play with it anymore listen they don't leave unless they're confronted that's really the truth 
I know lots of people who've gone through deliverance and then come through and then we start confronting and they get delivered. Right. Because the demon will sit there and laugh and hide and, you know, and I'll call out (laughs) the ones that are hiding and go, you know, and you got to get past this, uh, this intimidation. There's usually intimidation will come. A mocking spirit will show up all these things, the forefront to come up to stop. Uh, to get the deliverance minister to stop. But if you keep it's going, true. I always say, I'll look like a fool. I don't care. There's yeah. nothing like seeing somebody to get free. I'll sit there for 10 minutes and, <laughs> you know, you come out. And then all of a sudden it's like you've primed a pump and then the person, it yeah. starts breaking free and they get delivered. That's so good. many powerful things. Um, gosh, what else was I going to say? Oh, I've got a 16 week course that I teach called Keys and Doors. For mm-hmm. inner and deliverance, and it has both elements in it as well. So we do foundations, which is all about legal rights, all of those different things. And then the second part of it is hands-on ministry, and it's online. You wouldn't believe the deliverance happening in these classes Come with on. people praying for each other. It in the bonds that are forming, all these beautiful things are happening. I'm seeing people come wow. from other places hungry to, to learn how to do this, to step into it. So yeah. it, it's encouraging. It's happening right now. And I love yeah. what God is doing at your at your church. It's just, I mean, the fire of God is there. I've watched a couple of your services and I was like, I'm driving. It's like four hours. I'm driving up. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> fire, fire, fire. That's what your service was called, didn't you say? Out by fire? Yes, out, out by, by fire. fire. And it's been happening. What are some of the things that you've seen that are that are happening? Uh, miracles, signs, and wonders. Wow. There's so much. Um, so if we date back to um, just two years to now, um, I guess I'll give my favorite miracle. Um, and then my wife, any that you that are your favorites, um, my favorite miracle. I love all miracles because I love to see people set free. Um, and I love to see that I grew up around people being sick. Uh, my stepfather he was sick uh, when I grew up. And so I have a passion to see people healed. Um, my favorite miracle actually took place. We were traveling. Uh, we went down to South Florida um, and there was a young man. And this young man, um, he came up to the altar while I was doing ministry. Um, and he has a mask on. This was the beginning of the pandemic. And I look at him and I say, how can I pray for you? And he didn't respond. Um, and then after that, um, I asked him again and he still doesn't respond. So at this point, I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but a a woman walks over to me and it turns out to be his mother. And when she walks over to me, she says, he's not going to be able to answer you. And she said, 30% of his brain is not functioning. And, um, and basically the doctors had given him medicine and they said that give him this. So he'll be comfortable while he dies. And we prayed. And when we prayed, we reached a point where I stopped and I looked at him and I just said, what's your name? He pulled his mask off of his face and he shouted his name and he said, my name is Travis. And then after that, we we, we go grab, uh, you know, the mother, she's just, you know, wrecked. And we still don't know the magnitude of the miracle because we're not around him, you know? And I'm like, is this normal? And And while she's testifying how... This is not normal. My son doesn't speak like this. 
It, it, she all of a sudden we look and he takes off running around the church. Now, I want to remind this is 30 percent of his brain being dead. He's not supposed to be able to move like that. He's not supposed to be able to run like that. He takes off running and the whole place erupted. The glory of God and the fire of God just filled that sanctuary. And I remember there was nothing else for me to do. It was, it was like I couldn't say anything. We walked to the back. We walked to the back and they just kept going for another hour. I mean, the glory of God, it was just so strong. Yeah, that, that was definitely my like most favorite. Um, another one of my favorite ones was actually um, a very sweet little girl. So I worked at this um, eye doctor um, here in Jacksonville. And so one of the coworkers that worked with me, she wasn't really a believer in God like that, um, not where she went to church or anything. And so her daughter had ended up like contracting MRSA and she was left in the hospital, like it had hit her bloodstream. And so she, they didn't think she had much longer to make it. And so she knew like my husband and I were pastors. So she had came over to me and she was like, I'm just desperate. And like, I don't want to lose my little girl. She was maybe like one or two. Mm. And so she's like, is there any way that your husband and you will come and pray for her? And I said, yeah, of course, you know, of course we will. So we went up to the hospital and we prayed over her and she was just laying there. Like you could just tell, like not being funny, but like life was leaving her. You could see it. Yeah. And um, we prayed over her and we prayed the blood of Jesus over her and that God would just begin to heal her. And the next day I get a call from my coworker and she's like, she's all better. Like she woke up with energy and she's just alive. And like they, the doctors were confounded. They didn't understand yes, how sir. she like was okay. And she's alive today. Well, growing up, beautiful. Come and on. You know, that was so good. <laughs> yes. So it's, it's so been good. amazing. Mm -hmm. So good. You know, let me share one. I had um, a couple things happen. One, my mom had crushed the bones in her, um, a few bones, three bones were, they couldn't do anything with it. She fell at her pool concrete. Wow. They wrapped her up and we were driving down the road one day. She couldn't hold a coffee mug. She it was useless. And they said, come back in a, in a couple months. And let's see what we can do with it. Um, so we're just driving to go look at furniture and, and I talk with my hands a lot, you know, and I, I hit her and I hit her arm, you know, right by her wrist. And she was like, ah, and, and I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You know, we're getting ready to pull up to a red light. And she was, she kind of was being a little bit of a smart aleck. And she was like, well, why don't you pray for me? You know, and, and I was like, well, okay. <laughs> so, and I got right. my aunt in the back of the car who was a, a Pentecostal preacher years ago. And I just looked over at her and I had just finished this, um, this teaching called You've Already Got It by Andrew Womack. And I was all fired up with it. And I just said, in the name of Jesus, I speak to your ligaments, tendons, you know, all that stuff and command them to line up with the word of God. According to Isaiah 53, I started speaking Isaiah 53. The light turns green. We start going through it. And all of a sudden my mom goes, oh, 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 and she <laughs> and the Holy Spirit says she's healed. And I saw in my mind those bones had come back together. And I said, you are healed. And I'm mm. driving and I'm like, her eyes are like, <laughs> we're all in the car. And I'm like, take that off of your hands. My mom starts moving her hand. She's completely healed. All the bones. She never Jesus. had surgery. Nothing. Done. Fine. Yeah. But I'll tell you something God showed me, you guys, on a serious note, was um, because, you know, I've prayed for people and they've died. You know, and I'm sure you guys have, have yeah. had that experience, too. And we don't understand all those mysteries, right? 
um, the way, what the results are up to God. Um, but, but I dreamt, this was a vision. It wasn't a dream of a bride with a veil over her head. And I was just kind of waking up in that in-between sleep state. And the, this, the bride had her head down and she went, hmm. And uh, the word haughty came up. Mm. And so, you know, I did a video on this, but I was, God was showing me, it was the bride of Christ, right? So he was showing me um, pride, you know? And so, so this, I said, God, why did my mom get healed like that? Like it was just nothing. And why have people died? And I was going back and forth with him. And he said, it was a trickle. He said, mm. it's a trickle of what's to come. So mm. we're coming into a time when it's going to be easy like that. And so we've got to have our hearts right. We've got to have the ground of our souls right. Right. So we're not haughty. And we don't step into pride and start thinking, hey, this stuff is of us. We've got to be grounded. We've got to be accountable. All those different things. Um, and I really felt like that was a serious message that God was showing me. Dealing with the hearts of man, the hearts yeah. of the pride. What do you say? I think that's absolutely right. Um, mm -hmm. I believe we are. We're stepping into a time. Um, I love to read about revivals. Uh, one of my favorite moves of God um, actually was the voice of healing revival. Um, and I love the way it began with William Brenham. Um, and it just began to break out. Um, and then when William Brenham stepped away, um, Gordon Lindsay, he had rented out all these stadiums and all this stuff. And so he had to fill them. And so he began to, that's when we started to see others emerge like A.A. A. Allen and Jack Cole and many of the others. And it was about 150. But in the midst of that move of God, there was battles over whose tent was bigger. Um, there started to come the merchandising of the power of God um, and things like that. And so we do, we have to steward the move of God. When God starts to send the outpour of his spirit, um, we have to understand God's heart. Um, and when I begin to look in scripture and um, you see where when Jesus turned the tables over, what was happening is they were there selling doves. And I always felt like that was prophetic to selling the things of the spirit, um, which Ooh. is why the doves making merchandise of the things of the Holy Spirit. And so because of that, we do, we have to prepare our hearts. Um, we have to know that God does move through imperfect people, yeah. um, but we don't want to end up like individuals um, like Alexander Dowie. Um, this man of God um, was so powerful in the ministry of healing that Alexander Dowie is the reason that we are able to lay hands on, on the sick today and not be arrested because he actually wow. won a court case. Um, because he had been put in jail over a hundred times for his healing ministry, because at the time it was illegal. And they saw that as you were practicing medicine, this man prophesied to John F. Kennedy. Um, and he prophesied that he would actually, uh, he needed to increase his security. Um, and, and when he did, he, they did not listen. And not long after that, John F. Kennedy was assassinated. We were talking about tremendous. This man moved in such a dimension of the healing power of God. But before he died, he thought that he was Elijah, um, which is the reason why I'm bringing it up. He did not know many people who were able to function in the anointing or the glory of God the way that he was. 
um, and what this caused is his heart. He began to become very prideful, very proud, very arrogant to the point where he even was trying to like restructure Jerusalem. It's, it's, it's actually crazy. He actually had a plan. Wow. So he built the city of Zion. Um, and then he wanted to actually kind of like buy and build in Jerusalem. And he had really stepped outside of what God wanted him to do. But he died believing that he was Elijah. And not just that the spirit and power of Elijah was on his life, but that he was actually Elijah. Wow. And this just shows how it's easy to get off. Um, it shows us how as we move in the glory of God, that if the enemy cannot destroy us by hindering our ministry, he will try to destroy us through accolades. He would try to destroy us Come through on. man's approval, through even through promotion. He'll try to use that as a snare to us. Yeah. And so Come we on. just have to be humble as this outpouring comes to America, because it's. I believe that it's here. We're starting yeah. to see an increase yeah. all over this nation. And, and I'm telling you, I believe we're at the beginning stages. Um, I just found out the other day. Um, I actually a post of another man of God named Ben Hughes. Um, what was so powerful, they're having meetings right now. They're seeing an increase of miracles, signs and wonders. And, they, and they're actually using this building in Kentucky. It's where the second great awakening began. Um, and it's the 222nd anniversary. So 222. And Come all on. year. I kept hearing, and, and I'm not a number guy, and this is how I knew God was talking to me, because God normally doesn't deal with me in numbers. All year, everywhere that I went, yeah. I would see the numbers two, two, two. It got to the point where I bought, we got a new car, and when they put our tags on, it, the tag is two, two, two. I mean, I, I can't make it up. Even, yeah, even the book release is two, two, two. And it was just constant. God just, but he's speaking to us about an awakening that's coming, um, and that's beginning. Um, and we just have to be ready to steward it with humility, um, to walk in love, and to, and to know that this is bigger than just us. We are we are about to, if there's jealousy in us, come on, be exposed. Yeah. Because as this move of God breaks up, we're not going to be the only ones pulling people out of wheelchairs. We're not going to be the only ones that are releasing accurate words of knowledge and seeing deliverances and seeing radical, mighty deliverances and healings, miracles, signs and wonders. It's about to break out for the corporate body of Christ. This is a corporate move of God that's beginning. Come on. And there's also going to be um, God moving independent of man. And I've been seeing trickles of that in a progression. You know, um, I was in a church service once and two friends of mine, a woman had lost her earring at home. It was a $5 earring. And in the church service, it was one it was her favorite earring. And so the Lord cares about the things we care about. Her earring dropped. Her lost earring was dropped in the service of the church. So mm. like angelic you know, whatever brought that earring, it dropped and they, they saw another woman was standing with her and saw it, you know, th that was supernatural. Right. So, so the lost things are going to be restored. I'm all about the number thing because my entire, I thought I was crazy for a while. Like <laughs> how can it be? No one would believe me if they knew just how much I saw in numbers with progression. One, 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 two, 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 three, three. It was, it's in my receipts. It's in everything I do parking lot numbers, anything, it's the same. Mm. It's just to the point where it's a part of my life. So here's what happened. <clears throat> that 222 is real, real significant. Um, when Billy Graham passed away, the mm. next day was 222, mm. right? Wow. And that day in my living room, the government of God dropped 
all of a sudden, I didn't even know what that was. I'll be honest with you. Like the, what God was trying to show me all of a sudden, the atmosphere in my living room dropped. This is the day after Billy Graham passed. It was two, two, two. And he showed me that it was a, we all talk about the one man show. It was one evangelist with multitudes, right? But now God is raising up teams. There is a new thing he's doing. He's raising up teams. That's right. A, a, a multiplied effort, right? From the body of Christ. It's not going to be the same. So his passing was symbolic mm. um, of an era ending and us shifting into a new era. But I'm going to tell you, the government of God was closer than it's ever been the day after he passed away. I felt the actual shift happen in the spirit. I know that sounds crazy, but I felt it shift. And a whole understanding came. I actually was quaking. And I went to church and I told my pastor, I was like, oh my gosh, I have this whole thing now. I've been waiting like 20 years to know what 111 and 222 means. And all of a sudden the shift. So, so you said it. We're in a progression. There's a progression. And, and you guys, I got a, a vision uh, last year. And I, I, I shared this with Apostle Ken on a video. But a note, a note came down from heaven and dropped in front of my face. And it said, revival will fall on one, two, three, or then it said three, two, one. And the numbers kind of jumbled. And I, and listen, I get, I don't, I'm not one of those people that gets a word and goes, shares it and gets a word and goes, I'm on the same thing. I stick on the thing and I say yeah. what he tells, and I'll keep saying it until he tells me to stop. Um, but it's because it's corporate. This is a, he said, Monica, it's not about a date. You didn't miss the date. It's a progression. It's a progression. It. And it's real serious that we pay attention to where we are and to where we're going, that we're listening to voices who are speaking unity, the same types of things. You'll see that thread. You know, I just released a word. I'm not saying this because of me, but I released this word after the, the, the note came down from heaven. All of a sudden, you guys, I saw hundreds and hundreds of people in this, the realm of what I was seeing in that scope. Their mouths instantly, all at once, went, ah! All of a sudden, mm -hmm. God touched. And it, mm -hmm. it touched everyone, independent of man. An outpouring came, an outcry, and they were prodigals. Mm -hmm. My kids were in it. Prodigals' mouths flew open. They were feeling the glory of God. They were touched by God independent of man. And he was saying, they will know who I am. No one will be yeah. able to deny him. No one will be mm -hmm. able to deny him because he's going to touch them on his own. Yeah. He's going to touch them and they'll have a choice. That's coming. That is mm -hmm. coming. Jesus. It is yes, coming. It is. We need to be ready. Right? So you guys That's are right. equipping the body of Christ. This is the time the builders are here. God is equipping. So how can, how, what else, what else do you guys have going on in discipleship? Do you have classes? What else do you guys have going on to equip? So basically um, our podcast. Mm -hmm. um, so we actually, um, we have not gone live with it yet, uh, but it's actually called Out by Fire. Um, wow. So you could be looking to that um, in the next month. Um, it's with the Charisma Podcast Network, um, and we're we're going to actually be spending quality time on there talking about different aspects of deliverance. Yes. Um, and once again, we feel very strongly that it's time for the body of Christ to stop being afraid to talk about things that many people are dealing with, and they know they're dealing with them. Um, right. Things like spirit spouses, 
um, things that are really just a major subject in the body that's kind of overlooked. But those that do deliverance, we have ran into um, these types of scenarios that people are going, well, I don't think that that's true. I've ran into spirit spouses um, and I've actually had to confront and battle spirits that will tell you, this is my wife right. or, you know, this, this is my, I married this person, mm-hmm. you know, I um, and no, I'm not. Coming. <laughs> yeah. And, and so we're going to walk through um, and, and talk about these things, give insight into them. Um, but we're also going to be doing deliverance um, live. Also, I, I, the other week um, I did a deliverance um, dealing with sexual immorality um, and it was actually dealing with spirit spouses. I'm going to be going live every single week because I realize that many people, um, they're looking for a place to find deliverance, um, but they don't know where to go. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes it's hard to find it. And so I'm doing it live. I'm walking everyone that's on Facebook. It's a virtual mass deliverance. Um, And I'm going live every Saturday um, around 9 p.m. And so um, even though that's not like an organized event, um, we saw healings, miracles, uh, people were being delivered. I think almost everybody that logged on yeah. was experiencing deliverance while we were going um, and testifying about deliverance. And so we're going to be going forward with that. Our goal is to make the ministry of deliverance as available as the ministry of healing is. Come on. The same way that everyone is able to receive healing and even prophecy. Deliverance should also be available to the body of Christ to the same degree and to the same measure. That's it. Oh, I love it. And you guys are, God is obviously raising you up um, in this area, in your region and globally. And, you know, it's ignite the globe, right? That's <laughs> it. But it, it truly is with, with the technology that we have, God is, is raising you guys up um, as leaders in this area to, to pioneer and take the, you know, take the charge with boldness. And that's really what's needed. Um, and it, and for, you know, for it's time that we unify, right? It's time for the people to come together um, out of their their ministry. You know, this is one of the things the Lord told me too that um, we were going to begin to what was the word cross pollination cross pollination that we begin to pollinate cross pollinate our ministries. And you know, COVID really did that for everybody. It was kind of like, oh, now we can kind of all meet online, and it doesn't look like we're mm-hmm. trying to go to another church and. It's a little bit safer, safer to trickle over here and you know, <laughs> talk to so-and-so. Um, but I'm so grateful yeah. for you guys. I'm so honored that you, you came on here. Um, I would love it if you guys would um, share anything else that you'd like to share and, and pray for us. Pray for people. Sure. Um, I, I guess, did you have anything, baby, you wanted to share? No, I'm, I'm <laughs> just excited. I don't know. <laughs> I've been excited for this all day. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm just burning on the inside. And um, I just want to tell everyone, in 2014, um, I had an encounter with God where the Lord said these words to me. I mean, he just said, yes. revival, awakening. Um, and, and there are many people that they preach revival because they heard someone else preach about it. Um, but when you hear God um, say those words from that moment, um, they have changed the very DNA of everything about us. Um, and even the very reason why we exist is, is to see revival and awakening uh, around the globe, in our generation, and even continue um, until the Lord returns. Um, but I wanna say that 
I feel so deeply in my heart. I, I want to encourage every believer, whatever church you go to, I'm telling you that I believe in my heart that it, God wants to set the world on fire. Yes. And the Bible says in Luke 12, 49, um, Jesus, he says that I came to send fire to the earth. And then after that, he says, oh, how I wish it was burning. And I just feel so deeply that the one of the wishes that Jesus has, one of the very things that he said, oh, I can't, I wish it was already burning around the earth is a global revival. And I just want to encourage everyone to in this time to um, leaders, even right now on the mind of God is a global revival. And um, I just want to center us on the desire of Jesus, that his desire is not just for us to have church. Um, his desire is not just for us to come to church and enjoy the children's programs and right. to to have that nice, comfortable place where we can be comforted and encouraged. It is time to take the Great Commission. And I want to encourage everyone to know that the apostolic and the prophetic anointing has not changed since the times of the Bible. Um, and, and I want to say that in the times of this crisis, in the challenges that we will face as a nation, we will see the apostolic and the prophetic anointing of the church rise to another level. Um, and you are going to see the apostolic and prophetic church take the forefront um, in this time in America. And, and there's going to be an explosion of church growth amongst yes. the apostolic and the prophetic community uh, because they're carrying the solution for what's going on right now. And so. I just want to say that um, also we want to pray for you. Uh, we want to pray for all the viewers, everyone that's watching right now. I pray that as you're listening, that the fire of God will begin to burn in your heart. I pray right now that as you watch, that you would be marked with the agenda of heaven where Jesus has said, I come to send fire to the earth. I pray that you would be a first partaker of this fire that God is releasing in this hour into our generation. I pray that in the name of Jesus, that every person that's watching right now, that you would receive an impartation of the fire of God, that you would receive an impartation of the glory fire of God. I pray that in Jesus name, that every person that's watching, that God would light a fire in your heart to begin to rebuild the altar of your life, to begin to rebuild the altar of your ministry. I pray God that the fire of God will begin to ignite a flame in you for prayer and for saving souls and for praying for the lost. I pray that churches will be set ablaze. Leaders that are watching, I pray that right now that the fire of God will begin to come and that revival would be in the land again. Father, in Jesus' name, our greatest prayer tonight, Lord, is even as it was prayed by the prophets of old, where they said, we've heard of your fame. Come and revive your deeds tonight. So, Father, we are praying right now. We have heard of the fame, how you've moved at Azusa Street. We've heard how you've moved, Father, in these previous moves of God throughout history. And we have read your word, Father, and how you moved in the Old Testament, how you moved through the prophets, how you moved through the early church and the apostles. But God, today we're crying out for a move of God in our generation. Lord, today we thank you for the voice of healing movement. We thank you for the way you brought healing to America. We thank you right now. God, but Lord, those men have died. 
And now is the time for a new move of God. And so, Father, we pray for a fresh move of your spirit. And I pray that every person that's watching, that they would all be a part of it, that every person that's watching, God, that you would commission this generation into a move of God and to see the great commission come forth. And so, Father, we pray right now that this is the time for the great awakening. This is the time to see the third great awakening break out across America in the name of Jesus. So God, I pray that everyone watching would come alive. I pray that every person watching, that the spirit of sleep and slumber would be burned by fire and begin to come out of your life in the name of Jesus. And I pray for the refiner's fire to come and that every power that's been holding you and keeping you from stepping into your destiny, from functioning in your purpose and for embracing the transformation of Jesus Christ. I pray that that power would be broken and arrested forever. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Now, Father, stir up the gifts of God that are on the inside of us. Light them like a flame. Let every gift of the spirit that's in those people, that are in those that are watching, and those that will watch, let those gifts come alive. Let those gifts be quickened in the name of Jesus. We release the fire of the spirit. Be baptized. Be filled afresh. Even people that you do not have the infilling with this evidence of speaking in tongues. Right now, receive the Holy Ghost right now. In the name of Jesus, be filled with the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you would speak in tongues for the very first time. Yes, God. Those that would watch and baptize us yes, and submerge us in dimensions of the glory yes. and of the supernatural power of God, that we might be witnesses of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yes. It was as my husband was praying, I saw literal like flames of fire just falling in the atmosphere, like balls of fire engulfing people. So God, I just thank you right now yes, that Father. even right now, God, you're beginning to burn up inside of people, yes, God. Father. And as you're burning them as a man on fire, God, I pray, God, that you begin to even burn up anything that's not like you, God. Yes, Jesus. Give us pure hands, God, or clean hands, God, and a pure heart, God. I yes, thank Jesus. you for the refiner's fire, yes. God, yes, Jesus. cleaning us up, God. I thank you that fire is engulfing people, God, even now as we speak, God. I thank you that they're beginning to catch on fire for you, God, that yes, the Jesus. embers of your fire, of your flames is bouncing off of them onto others, God. I thank you right now yes. that we're going to see even greater greater miracles, God, greater deliverance yes. all across the globe, God. I thank you that this isn't just for us, Ooh. just for now in America, God. Yes. This is going worldwide. I God, I thank you for your fire. I thank you, you right now for your fire, God. Burning us, God. Burning us, God. Quicken us, God. Yes. Let us believe again, God. Give us a passion. God, give us a hope. Lord, I thank you for your fire, God. Mm. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen. My God, I feel the fire on that. I'm going to tell you, I just heard that God is going to be bringing some of you out of isolation. There are mm -hmm. some of you have highly prophetic, you have prophetic giftings and yes, you've been hurt. I even heard the word marred. You've been marred and God yes. wants to bring you through a process of healing and he's going to bring you into a, a company of, of safety. You're going to yeah. come into unity and safety. Mm -hmm. And I've heard company of prophets. God's going to begin to bring Jesus. clusters and companies of prophets 
to come together and you're going to find safety within that community. So I just speak healing over you in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask that you touch every person that's been in isolation, that you would give them the grace and the mercy to to release forgiveness, Lord God, and the steps of faith and courage to be able to reach out and step in and meet and allow others to come in, God. I thank you for a new place, a place of safety, new foundations for your people, Lord God. And for the ones who've been hurt inside of churches and um, from leaders, who maybe have those leaders even needed deliverance and inner healing themselves. And you knew it Um, for, for those of you, um, I just speak right now to your heart in the name of Jesus. I speak healing to your hearts and to your minds. Um, And I say, rise up and go forth into the call of God on your life. And God has a new plan, a new, a a new plan, a new, a new walk for you to step into in Jesus name. Mm. Jesus name. Wow. Jesus name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Yes. Wow. This is awesome, you guys. Yes. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I just want to say, whoever's watching here, I had I saw a couple people say that they wanted the information put up. So if somebody could, you guys tell us the information. Um how people can get in touch with you. We've got ignitejacks.com. If you guys want to sow into their ministry, this is this is ground to sow into, guys. Give a gift, sow into this ministry. Um, it's on fire and God is touching it right now. You're going to be sowing into the ministry of deliverance as well. So if you are blessed by this, go sow into their ministry and bless this family that's giving their lives for the call of God. Um, what is the address again of your church? Number 6960 Bonneville Road, and that's in Jacksonville, Florida, 32216. Awesome. And I'm going to pull this up one more time. Thank you. You've got Racism, the Church, and the Nation, and you co-wrote this book with some others. Guys, go and check out these books and... um, here we go. Let me move that. Ryan Johnson, John Veal, Chazen Strickland, Waylon Henderson. Check this book out, you guys. Um, and let's pull the other one up as well. Prophetess Emily Strickland. This was forwarded by Jennifer LeClaire, Cultivating the Glory. You guys want to get your hands on these material. It's fresh, bread, probably impartation all over the place in these pages. So Um, God is really using this couple into the earth right now. I just bless you guys. I bless your ministry and I'm so honored. I love you as family. Um, we, we were, we were ordained, um, together side by side, you know, and I was like, ah, we didn't get to hang out or talk after that. (laughs) um, But I I truly love you guys. We love you too, too. Monica. (laughs) Thank you so much. So. Um, I'll talk to you again. You guys, thanks for watching. God bless you. And um, we'll see you next week on Thursday night with Shine with Monica Ramey. Have a great night.